0: Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Matchup Mashup. I'm your host, Private Merck, and I'm joined by Wee Wee Man hello everyone how you doing wee wee man
1: i'm doing pretty good i had a nice long weekend so there was plenty of time for hearthstone among other things and uh yeah i i've been having a lot of fun with my deck this week so i'm happy about that and uh yeah not not too much else this week though uh mainly just Hearthstone. I had a grad party for one of my friends that I went to uh, yesterday. And then, of course, Memorial Day today. Just had a little cookout with my family. So, so, yeah, it's been a pretty chill weekend. How about you?
0: Nice. Well, I had a pretty busy weekend. I, uh, Me and my girlfriend moved to a bigger apartment. So pretty much all of yesterday was spent moving stuff over and I've been having some technology issues. The new and the internet at the new place isn't working, so me and Wee Wee Man have kind of had to do a really roundabout way of setting up the podcast this week. And my gaming PC also broke in the move, which is really unfortunate. I'm gonna try and get that, take that to get fixed, but. I hope it's just a minor issue, but I don't know. It could be could be a minor issue. It could be a pretty major issue. I've had it for about five or six to six years now, so it is getting older, but I uh, don't really want to have to buy a new PC. Yeah.
1: Your PC's a trooper, though. Like that, th- that thing is pretty old.
0: It is. It has moved a lot, too. It moved from my high school home with my parents to my college back every summer, then my old apartment for a year and now now it's like please sir i can't go on and i'm like you have to it's not it's not in the budget <laughs>
1: that's that's true but yeah, I'm i don't still know what i would do if my pc broke that's that's really rough
0: yeah i still have the playstation 5 and i've been playing i've actually been playing a ton of final fantasy 1 this week it's like a pixel remaster of the original from from 1987 and i really like it it's really fun um i told all of my friends i was like yeah i'm playing final fantasy and i really like it and it's really fun but none of you would probably like it so (laughs) um
1: (laughs) yeah it's like it's like one of those underground games right like oh no it's really famous like like people wouldn't understand it
0: no it's really famous it's one of those famous video game (laughs) franchises of all time (laughs) you know Uh,
1: well well uh do you want to talk about how was your week in hearthstone uh i know you were telling me you weren't really enjoying the relic demon hunter
0: experience yeah the relic demon hunter life is not for me i'll just be on i'm just gonna be straight up with the fans i did not i did not enjoy this deck i thought i was really gonna like it But, um, I mean, part of it probably had to do with me dropping a ton in rank. I'm sure that even though I tell myself that, like, that's not why I'm upset, like, that's probably a major reason why I didn't have that much fun with the deck this week and with just Hearthstone in general this week and why I'm feeling pretty negative about the deck. I dropped from, like, I had gotten up to, I was in Double Digit Legend in the, like, upper half, and I dropped down. I'm in, like, 250 or so right now. I just... The thing about Relic Demon Hunter is, I mean, you can even go to HS Replay and check out those Mulligan stats. The best things to have in your Mulligan, the top five cards to having your starting hand are Relic Vault, which is the best one, Relic of Extinction, Artificer Zymox, the one who casts uh, all Relics if he's been infused five times, or Battle Cry, casts a Relic relic of dimensions and then relic of phantasms so it's the three relics the relic location and the relic legendary so even though one of those cards cost eight and one of those cards cost six the the relic uh the these nine cards just the gameplay the 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 relics themselves are so central to this deck's game plan i mean which makes sense it is relic demon hunter but they're so central to this deck that if you don't draw these have these in your starting hand or play them you can have a pretty negative play experience and i can say especially the games where i was down to like 10 11 cards left in my deck and i hadn't drawn either of my relic vaults yet there were still two relic vaults in the deck it just feels really really terrible like you're casting a relic of dimensions for six mana to draw two cards and reduce them by two you're making like two three three guys and it's like turn seven or eight and it's just it feels it feels not great but the thing about relic demon hunter is When you do get these cards, hence why this deck is so popular, by the way, it is is very, very enjoyable, and it is very, very strong. If you can get out Relic Vault on 3, sorry, Relic Vault on 2, and we're not talking about old Relic Vault, which used to actually cost 3 mana, but if you can get Relic Vault out on 2, and Phantasms on 3, and then coin the dimensions, or even just play dimensions on 6, draw 2 cards, reduce them by 3, draw 2 more, reduce them by 4, you can pretty much... There's a lot of 2, 3, 4 cost cards in this deck that, if you reduce them all, would do a big dimensions turn. You can just play like a school teacher and then like a uh, um, fizzle. I mean, they the fizzle first, probably, but Faloran, Nerubian, Vizier. Like, you can just have these big pop off turns where you just make a huge board. And if your opponent's a board based deck, that kind of can, can answer it. That and the Unleash Fell. But. Yeah, it's really, it's really, really fun, enjoyable, strong deck when you get those key-specific cards that make it work. But I would say, out of a lot of decks I've played, it performs noticeably, noticeably worse when you don't draw these specific cards, to the point where it's not really the type of deck I uh, found myself really uh, loving.
1: Yeah, I mean, even when... Uh, I was playing Naga Priest back in the day, and you were like, "That's such an awful deck." And I was like, "Why, bro? It's so fun! You make the big guys." And you're like, "If you don't draw wigs, you lose." And I had that experience. And I was yeah, the like, Sunken hmm.
0: City Naga Priest.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. I I mean I I did not have the uh, the pleasure of playing Relic Demon Hunter, but. Definitely seems like a deck I would also not really enjoy if it's that dependent on certain cards, which, like, a lot of decks are dependent on very key cards, but, I mean, yeah, you you really do need those cards you were talking about earlier to to pop off.
0: Um, yeah, it's like if you don't get your Relics, you don't get Vault. It's like turn three, you're playing a naked Nerubian Vizier like that doesn't even have the reduced thing because you only really get that reduced from... You're relic of phantasms, and then like you play like a school teacher on four. Like it's like it's it's fine. It's just like it's not. If that's what you're doing, you're probably not going to win games with those plays. So,
1: right? Yeah. Uh, how how were you winning games uh, mainly? Like, uh, I guess uh, I'm I'm curious with how you won games against like control versus aggro. Um, if you won a lot of games doing the Rowdy Fans Steno, or if you won more games making giant phantasms,
0: well, the deck doesn't actually run Rowdy Fan or Steno, um, or Predation or for, the, for that matter. Really? Yeah, if you were looking at the Vicious Syndicate list, that's um, the ah. list that I was running this week. It um, okay? Yeah, it runs the Disruption Tools and it runs the. Uh, the tree, the five mana, four six ton death rattle restore six health. It runs that. It runs uh, blade master Okani, prosecutor Maltranix, and um, because what you cut Steno Rowdy Fan. I think just the, the there's the uh, I think just those four because you cut Steno. No, you cut Steno to a Rowdy Fan and to Predations. So yeah, just just those four are traded out. It's more of a disruption-based deck. Where so against aggro, against aggro decks, against your stuff like um, any specific ones or just in general, like.
1: Uh, I mean, more so in general. Like the ones I've been seeing on ladder have been like unholy, and I, I want to call frost an aggro deck. I'm not sure if it is, but yeah, frost is an aggressive deck. Aggro so to me, so against yeah, unholy, like paladin too
0: against unholy uh the nerf to necromancer made it so that you can just taste of chaos uh the necromancer now two damage finale discover a fell spell you can just do that to their necromancer and in addition to your this applies to pretty much all aggro matchups your silver moon arcanist unleash fell you just want to you want to bide your time and get to those turns you want to have relic of extinction that's a really good keep early on you want taste of chaos and so you just kind of try and tie the board over with some hero powers chaos strike relic of extinction early on get some relic of phantasms out if you can and uh clear the board with the Unleash fell silver moon arcanist and if there's ever a turn where you can comfortably uh, relic full uh, relic of dimensions or even Relic Fold or Relic of Phantasms, honestly, if they're large enough. If it's, like, 3-4, you probably... Yeah. It just kind of depends. If you ever can comfortably, like, they don't have a bunch of damage on board, Relic vault, or relic of Dimensions or Relic of Phantasms and make a big board or draw a bunch of cheap stuff or probably free stuff, that's how you're going to tend to win against aggro. But aggro can get out of control early on, like, turns 3-4-5 to the point where you can't get your healing off your Unleashed fell and... relic demon hunter can be kind of slow to get its motor started like you can have some downtime to where like really where the deck does begin to pick up steam is if you have vault and you can dimensions on six that's when the deck really starts going but up until that turn six point which by the way the turn six dimensions also coincides with the turn you can arcanist fell the deck is kind of slow up into that that points you can really get under relic demon hunter from turns one to five is an aggressive deck and if you can't get under him from turns one to five is an aggressive deck you really don't want to play into the Argus fell you want to probably put one or like you want to put like two or so really menacing threats on the board you don't really want to fill your entire board up unless you're confident you can kill them early on because if you can't they're just gonna heal to 30 and, yeah, and that's, that's when you lose. Yeah. And a thing the thing uh that you can struggle against is Paladins. Divine Shields. Um the Divine Shields can make using Arcanist Unleash feel kind of awkward at times. But out of all of the aggressive decks, your worst matchup is either in Rage Warrior or Frost DK. I know Enrage Warrior's not technically a... uh Aggro aggressive quote-unquote just dump your hand deck But I do kind of consider that a more aggressive deck and in rage warrior and Frost Decay, Frost DK just has the huge damage from hand And if you don't have a board that can soak up a um, marrow manipulators 10 damage you're gonna take ten to the face on six and then five more on seven and If you don't have a way to even if they, if if you clear their board before six, which you may have to and then they play that manipulator turn six you're looking at a marrow manipulator maybe one other thing and you're like well i can arcanist fell that but it's not going to even kill that five five so you need to be getting like a ton of value they need to have a lot of other stuff on that board to make that arcanist fell play not awkward and just their damage from hand makes it very difficult they have manipulator they have frostworm's fury they have um what's that other one uh what other damage? I'm thinking... Oh, uh, they have Might of Menethil. They have Might of Menethil, which is 8 damage face. Even Bonebreaker, yeah. that's less so. But uh, they, they, what I'm trying to say is they have a lot of ways to finish you off once they get you down early. They let you clear their stuff with stuff that's not Arcanist Fell, And then you're sitting at like 15, 10, something like that. And they can just finish you off with all that other from hand stuff. So that matchup's hard. And the Enrage Warrior, they can just make their stuff huge and to the point where Arcanist Felt can't clear it by just holding off, wait until they can do a big combo term with Axe. And and then, you, to make matters worse, uh, they have uh, Anima Extractor, and if you ever do get a chance to do huge board clear or you have to hit your Relic Vault and Relic of Extinction, they're just going to get so many hand buffs off Anima Extractor. So that matchup is, is very, very difficult, too. But in general, I would say... Your aggressive matchups are your harder matchups. I think that in terms of late game, the two main... Li- we're not really talking about Zach Druid, because I, I Zoc, Druid is just... I think Zok Druid is bad now still, but it has a really low win rate. But So the two control tyrants, I think, right now are uh, Control Priest and Blood DK with... I haven't been playing a ton this week, just because... I've been having a pretty negative play experience with Relic Demon Hunter, but I have heard tales of, like, uh, a control, uh, like a Chad Imp Fatigue Warlock Rising in play, which I don't know if that would really be classified as control, but I'm very curious to see how Relic DH would fare against that. But in terms of the Blood, in terms of the Control Priest, you really win these matchups. These are these are the reason you play Demon Hunter because Relic Demon Hunter is the supreme late game control strategy in the current meta.
1: That checks out. Yeah, I I saw a thing today, I think uh that meat man was saying he was like delete Demon Hunter. <laughs> and like I'm pretty sure everyone was saying that like he plays like control priest.
0: Yeah, Meat Man literally has been playing Control Priest, and he's asking... And that's because (laughs) Relic Demon Hunter... Okay, so the reason Relic Demon Hunter wins the late game so hard is uh, a few reasons. So, you can really wait. So, people, you would think... Okay, sorry, this is how I want to start it. You would think that the reason... uh, The switching of... Because we used to run this, Thano rowdy fan... Predation combo. And you would think, well, you can kind of sit around all game and then just hold that in your hand, and that would be like the way you guarantee wins against control. So wouldn't cutting those cards make the control matchup worse? But it turns out that um, it doesn't really make the control matchup worse because with the nerf to Predation and the nerf to Rowdy fan, that combo just isn't really as strong as it, as it used to be to the point where it's better to run the other stuff, the disruption. And the healing to help the healing, the from the tree to helping your aggro matchups, and the disruption from Okani and Maltranix to helping your control matchups. And there's a few ways you can win. Some ways that I've I've won a few games by reducing either that Okani or that Maltranix to zero from a relic of dimensions and making a huge board, like a huge uh like relic of phantasms, two seven sevens, two eight eights, or two eight eights, two nine nines. Like a board that just will kill them if it lives, and then you just drop either a zero. Master, zero cost Master Okani or a zero cost Maltranix, and then the control priest of the Blood DK is sitting there and they're like, Well, you just pick you pick like a minion if you want to counter the Soul Stealer, or you pick spell if you want to counter the Corpse Explosion or the Whirlpool, or you see where we're going with this, and you yeah. essentially checkmate them or with the Maltranix. That one. You could get screwed over if they've been holding the removal all game in the very left or they top deck it, but it's unlikely. And you force them into a position basically where they actually just can't play the card that would make it so they could win, uh, win the game or at least clear your board so and the, the way so you, you fizzle a bunch of really valuable stuff back in your deck and you just get to the point where you want to save your relics of phantasms because you want to just keep making big boards with relic of phantasms uh, and relic vault to the point where you know what removals in their deck you know they got two soul stealers and two uh, wor- two soul stealers and two corpse explosions you know that the priest has two whirlpools and you know that if you make large enough spirits that you can run them out of that specific removal and make a large board that they've uh, used all the removal cards in their deck, and they just can't—they can't clear your board. But you do have to be smart about it. You will lose this matchup if you just vault and curve into one ones and two twos on turn three with your relic of phantasms, and then. Just kind of play really aggressive with it, and then at the end of the game, you've got like one Relic of Phantasms left, which literally happened to me, this happened to me, I was like, well, I got one Relic of Phantasms left, but they've only used one Soul Stealer, and I can make like 2 nine nines and two Ten-Tons with Volt, it's like the only thing I've got left, so I'll do it, and they had the removal, and I knew that if I had played that differently, that could have been won because Relic Demon Hunter does win this matchup, but it's not super intuitive, you do have to play, you have to play to the matchup, so...
1: Okay. Cool. Um so what uh I don't I don't know like I mean I know you're running the list on uh from vicious syndicate that doesn't have the like steno package. Uh do you um can you speak to whether you think that that's a worse option than what you're running like this more of this like disruption package? Or, um, do you have a preference?
0: Yeah, like I said earlier, I think that after the nerf to Rowdy Fan and the nerf to Predation, like, it's just not... It's just not that good not anymore. More. It's just not as good as it used to be. I mean, you nerfed every card in the combo except Sthenno. And it's not right. like you have... I mean, you Relic Demon Hunter, you're not running... You're not running Dispose of Evidence. You're not running a bunch of, like, one-cost, two-cost spells, like... You're playing Steno, like, the combo would be reliant on you discounting a lot of spells to 0 or 1 through your dimensions, and then holding all these cards, and, well, it does work, it's just, you're going really out of the way for it, like you always have gone out of the way for it, but the payoff is so much worse than it used to be that people are now, lists are kind of trending towards do I really want to go so out of my way for this thing that isn't even as good, like, it's just a lot worse than it used to be, when I can kind of not go out of my way, and just play the deck, and try out some other, try out some other stuff, because you can just kind of, like, it's not great, but against, like, a faster deck, if you don't have anything else to do, you can kind of just, like, throw the Maltranics or the Okani out there. Especially the Okani, like you pick Minion, there's something like unholy DK, it's like they do just have to trade into that or throw away a cheap minion. So
1: Right. Do you yeah, have any- No, I think I think the disruption stuff is cool too. I mean, it's it's like you're you're being more proactive, it seems like, than if you were just kind of holding off for the Steno stuff, which I think I'd have to agree to that. It's probably not good to run those cards because like you said They've been nerfed so many times, but even when you were doing that it's like I Mean I wasn't really playing relic demon hunter nor was I Facing many so I'm not a hundred percent positive if this was the case, but it seems like with that they would just be kind of Not really doing a whole lot for the first six turns yeah unless you're that's... playing
0: against something like paladin like in a really rare case where it's like if you just drop steno on three and have a predation like you probably win the game like that's like a use case but um it i think the 12 healings just really strong too across those two five mana taunt trees like the what are those dudes called rotten, Do you have apple, that? Bomb. rotten apple bomb yeah yeah um yeah that's just 12 healing is a lot of healing in a deck relic demon hunter that like sometimes you need that rotten apple bomb on five like it's not going to heal you a ton because they're going to break it and they're going to deal a bunch of damage to your face but they got a wide board but slotting that in on turn five sometimes is the thing that keeps you alive so you can turn six arcanist unleash fell so i think that card's a pretty good inclusion and the disruption is useful
1: yeah, we we played uh a few games like right at the start of the week. We played some uh matches against each other with our our decks for the week and Rotten Apple Bomb was kind of kind of rough honestly for me. Like it it seemed like there was just no way to like not let him get that healing. Like if I had a bunch of skeletons out, it's like They would just explode and then hit that, and then he just healed for six, but...
0: um. Yeah, it's definitely strong against Burn Mage. I can see, see, like, you having to, like... I don't even want to say this, because then you might do it against me in the game, and then I'm going to have to say it on the podcast, but I can see if you get me to a low enough health, where on turn five I play the Apple Bomb as the Burn Mage, or against a From Hand deck, you might be able to just ignore it and try to kill me through hand... Because if it's turn five or so, you're probably getting to the point where relic demon owner is about to take the board unleash fell and stuff you don't really want to make that big of a board anymore, so I can see that card being like the red light to mage to all right stop playing him for board and start trying to kill him
1: right yeah and i've I've actually won a lot of matchups just by doing that, like especially with blood DK, like I feel like there's a point when you're playing a deck where Most of your damage comes from hand, where you just gotta, like, be like, alright, I can't play anything else. Because, I mean, especially with Blood DK, they can Blood Boil, or uh, Heart Strike, or, not Heart Strike, Death Strike, or whatever. And it's like... It's Heart Strike, the three... Oh, no, sorry,
0: the Death Strike, I see what you mean.
1: Yeah, just for, like... Yeah, just... I mean, they're gonna just fucking Death Strike one of their own minions, and then heal anyways, because that's what Blood DKs do, but...
0: Okay, well since we've already been talking about Burn Mage for the past minute and I don't have much else to say about Demon Hunter unless you have any questions for me, we can go ahead and get into your deck discussion. Yeah,
1: yeah, if you don't have anything else to talk about, I can lead us into the conversation about Burn Mage.
0: Yeah, Demon Hunter was Demon Hunter was fun. It's just I think I would have probably preferred playing maybe Outcast or Big Demon Hunter more. Maybe, maybe Outcast actually. I feel like I could have a very similar experience with Big Demon Hunter now that those words left my mouth. But I feel like Demon, <laughs> Big Demon Hunter might play in a similar fashion. Um, but definitely, like, because I really like the 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 fellerin Taste of Chaos, School Teacher and Demon Hunter, Illidari Studies. Like, all that stuff is enjoyable, and I like doing that stuff. It's just... Since you're building up to a late game, you gotta have you gotta have those key cards, and yeah. So that's all. Awesome. Okay, so burn mage
1: was um, really fun to play. I would say that the uh, deck has a lot of um, a lot of like options within it for uh, how to play. You can do a lot with, like, there's a, there's a lot of synergy in the deck, I feel like. Um, especially with Cold Case, uh, I've found if you can set up your turns to where you can get the weapon out and then play, uh, what is it, the artif- Artificer, Arcane Artificer, Artificer, I don't know how to say that word. Artificer. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Artificer. Uh if you play him and then cold case and then that's eight armor and then if you have the weapon out too you just get a four four and it's it's really it's really weird it's the first deck i've played where you kind of just like sit back a lot for like the first few turns you're kind of just setting up it seems like in most games but then you kind of have like a early uh, uh, pop-up pop-off if you have those cards and i've had a lot of games against aggro matchups like especially against frost dk where they'll be doing stuff turns one through three playing their minions but and i'm just doing all this setup i'm, I'm taking damage but then turn four if i have like the coin i can coin out a artific, uh, artificer and then a cold case and then it's like i just gained eight armor and got Two 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 skellies and a four four, and that kind of brings you back into the game. And it seems like most of the games I've I've won with this deck, I've almost always have done that, like exact thing, because um, it just it gives you so much armor, and then the skeletons are always good no matter what. Uh, they help you clear boards against aggro or get face damage in against control. So it's just. Cold case is a really good card to have, I feel like
0: can you can you speak to this deck just in a general broad overview so the listeners can just have an idea of what the deck's trying to do and how how you go about it
1: yeah yeah, um so the deck as a as a whole your your main like focus with this deck or the as how how I see it is you have. Three legendary, or er, you have four legendaries, but you have three legendary minions um, that are all pretty cracked. Uh, you have Vexilis, which is the guy who makes your arcane spells cast twice. You have Egwin, uh, who gives you plus two spell damage, and she also, whenever she dies, she gives her powers to the next minion you draw. And then Commander Zavara, and these min- these minions are so like just crucial to this deck because you're either but most likely you're either going to win by um, playing Eggwin and um, eventually you'll draw like because I mean most likely you're never just going to play Eggwin and then like lethal them they're going to kill your Egwin unless unless they can't and then I guess you can lethal them the turn after if you have the spells for it but most likely they'll kill it and then You'll end up drawing down the line. I I always end up drawing an Arcane Worm, which is, like, perfect. It's a perfect minion for that because it's a one cost, and then you also get a Bolt. But um, you'll win with her just by, you know, getting that power pass down to a very cheap minion. And then uh, by that point, you know, after playing... You know, either your worms or your arc splitters, and then also just drawing your bolts. You should have a decent amount of bolts in your hand by a certain point in the game. And then, you know, if you've got your Eggwin powers on your arc- arcane worm or your suspicious alchemist, you can sling, like, five spells at their, you know, like, or at least at turn eight, you can sling five bolts at their face and deal 25, which is a lot of damage. Oh. so
0: have you have you ever i've i haven't ever known this but i've like have you ever gotten the uh egg went on the vexalus and then just Vexalus just makes every arcane bolt deal 10. <laughs> i have not i i <laughs> i want
1: that to happen though because that seems cool but i have not yet it's literally always i think it's always either uh suspicious alchemist or arcane worm but i am happy with those one cost Plus two spell damage is huge, so but yeah, not not the Vexless yet, um, but Vexless is also extremely huge. I've won a lot of games with him. Um, you can just hoard your arcane bolts, and depending on what health total they're at, you just play Vex and sling a bunch of spells at their face. This deck is. So much fun, and I don't know if it's just because I really enjoyed Burn Shaman, but it gives me the same vibes, because it's, it's just... The whole deck is just, like, you're just aggroing them down, it feels like, but with spells. Not really aggroing them down, because you don't want to throw your spells away early, but, like, you are you are trying to be quick about it, but you're also... Like, you would never want to throw away your bolts, unless you're using them, I feel like, for... A very important like removal. I feel like you never just want to like throw a bolt at their face for no reason, but I have thrown frozen touches at their face, um, especially if I have some minions out. You can send a frozen touch at their face and just chip them down for three, and then reinfuse your frozen touch. Um, it's it's really cool in that way. The frozen touches are so good. they they're just so versatile and very useful but arcane bolts you definitely want to like hoard like all all the games I've won it's because I'm just hoarding arcane bolts and at some point in the game I'll have like four or five arcane bolts in my hand and then I can play either um you know an Eggwin minion or Vexilis and close out the game that way
0: I think I think that every single episode we've done, you've compared your deck to burn shaman. Yes, because it's I just
1: the, it's just the sh- it's like me trying to like it, I'm chasing the dream. Is it just right like now? the standard
0: for like a deck? It, like a deck has to be at least like four burn shaman out of ten to be considered like a deck to wee wee man.
1: Yes, yeah. If it's not like a, at least a little bit like burn shaman, it's not a real deck.
0: So there's two there's a few cards I want to speak specifically in this deck. First off, any cool prismatic elemental stories cuz this is maybe my favorite like mage card in Stan- I I love prismatic elemental. So, do you have anything to say about that? And then I have a few other cards I want to ask you about.
1: Um, prismatic elemental. I mean, I normally look for any kind of well, depending on the matchup, I look for like more burn damage cuz you can find some like there's some hunter stuff that comes up that's pretty good uh or you know if I'm playing against an aggro deck there's a lot of options for finding removal or um board clears so i think it's a really good card uh i don't i don't really have any crazy stories cuz i haven't really found anything too interesting off of Prismatic Elemental, although I do think it's a very good card to have in the deck, and I, I do think it has helped me, um, especially just when I make the right decision for the matchup I'm in, like uh, taking something that like clear. Like I think I got, uh, I think it was a Immolation Aura off of it one time against an aggro matchup, and that was super huge. It was also uh, a time when I got a, I forget what spell it was, but it was some kind of damage spell that allowed me to um, play it for zero, because it was already like a one cost, and that helped me chip something down enough so I could, on turn six, get that down to two, and then play my Deathborn, which was huge.
0: Nice. I remember we had a mirror match, and... It gave me the, the. We had a really cool interaction where you hero power. You're not hero power. You location to six six cosmic elemental off the keyboard, and I found a a whispers of the deep, and I was able to silence my frozen six six and just clear his entire board off the whispers of the deep, and then also go face for six. That was very. Oh yeah, I remember that. Very good. He wee wee man said it, it felt amazing. So. It did. So the other two cards <laughs> I want to talk about are any cool interactions with Infinitize the Maxitude and how that um, how that card performed in matchups. Any specific matchups where you saw it really paying off, or any specific matchups where you like, ugh, this card like needs to get out of my hand. And the other one is I really want to hear about how you manage your hand size and just like in general how you feel about volume up okay
1: um so infinitize the maxitude is actually a really good card in my opinion it has found me cold cases for three on on two so then i have a cold case for turn three which is amazing uh it's i've had games where i've used it to get a bunch of solid alibis and that was also super huge because there's some matchups where you just need time with this deck and having that, you know, having an infinitize to consistently, like, as long as you're playing it on final, like, every turn you're able to, like, find something. And I think I had a game um, against a control priest one time that I ended up winning where I was just able to keep finding... um solid alibis until I was able to uh get my other stuff to like close the game out. And I think that's really important in this in this deck is staying alive until you have all your all your stuff to kill them. So Infinitize has really helped me a lot. But whether it be finding the solid alibis or getting a cold case for turn three or I think um not even sure. Is shooting star a mage card?
0: Yeah, the one cost deal one to a minion and the one on its left and right.
1: Yeah, because I'm pretty sure... I forgot if I discovered that from Prismatic Elemental or from Infinitize, but I've discovered those sometimes that have also helped me do a nice setup for a Deathborn. Like if, you know, they have a bunch of three health things next to each other and get that reduced to zero, whether it be through Prismatic Elemental or Infinitize, and then you're set up perfectly to play your deathborn on six still. Uh, so, so, yeah, I, I think that's a very good card. Uh, I was weary about it at first, but I've, I've had enough games where I would say that card had either kept me alive or given me enough value for me to say that it's a very good card in the deck. And uh, for volume up... This card is yeah, definitely hard to like manage your hand size because if you're not really playing a lot or say you're playing things that are just putting more stuff in your hand through the first four turns, then your hand's probably going to be at 10 when you play volume up. And this is not the kind of deck you want to be at 10 cards in your hand and then your turn because if... You burn that Eggwin or you burn that Vexilis, like, you're you're just deleting one of your win conditions. And you just do not want that to happen. So you definitely want to be careful with volume up. I think it's good because there's, there's just so many spells that you want. So when you're drawing three spells, it's like you're, you're probably going to find it, especially, and then you get to discover one. Like, there's matchups where you want Solid Alibi, like, very badly. Or, you know, you want to get a frozen touch in your hand, so you can start infusing it, start using it. Uh, so I think volume up is a good card, but it's very difficult to manage your hand size. And the way I would normally uh, do it with this, this deck, I would never keep volume up. Uh, but if I ended up getting it in my starting hand... Then I would I would try to play it on curve unless I had a better play. But, um, there comes a point, I think, where volume like you're never gonna have room in your hand for volume up, unless, especially once you start ho- hoarding your bolts, you're not gonna wanna play volume up because you're just simply not gonna have room. So I think the best time to play this card is on curve. But I don't think it's a card you want to ever keep. But if you end up getting it or drawing it and you don't have a cold case for turn four, then I think Volume Up is your next best play. But, um, And I also, I, I'm not against just, like, not playing it for final and just drawing three spells. Sometimes it's the one that you discover that puts you over the, the edge. So sometimes it's good to just, like, okay, well, I want to draw some things here, like... I need to draw, like, a frozen touch. I need to draw, like, another bolt. And maybe you just want to play that without the final effect, and then that puts you at, like, nine or something. And that's good, too. But never, ever, ever go to ten cards in your hand with this deck.
0: I Actually, it's funny you say that because... I did play a few games with Burn Mage just to get an idea of what you were playing, and I literally, I finale the volume up and burned my win, and then I won on turn 8 because I had Vexilis anyway, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the cool thing, because this deck, it do, you just need one or the other. Like, I had a horrible game today against a Blood Death Knight, and he patchworked like four times, and just... It, and it, it wasn't the first one, it wasn't the second one, but the third one killed my eggwin, and then the fourth one killed my vexless, and I just conceded, and that was that was super annoying, because it's like yeah you do have, and I mean you don't even need them really, like you you could just like get them with bolts, but you're not going to be doing that to a a blood DK, or even even a priest for that matter, like you're. Against your control decks that are going to be healing, and especially Blood Death Knight, who's just going to heal to, like, 55 at some point, you need those cards. So, yeah, in the Blood Death Knight matchup, if they start doing patchwork things, uh, if it hits your win conditions, you probably lose.
0: So if I can offer a piece of... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You can finish your thought and I'll go. Okay, I was just gonna say, but as
1: Private Merc said, like he got his Eggwin deleted, but still won with Vexless. So there's still, you know, the, it, it's cool that this deck has multiple ways. You're not just relying on one legendary, and I, I like that about this deck.
0: So a key thing that I want people to understand is, if you get your Eggwin to die, her death rattle gets passed on to the next minion that you draw and put into your hand. So that buff is never going to leave the game by way of patchwork removing it from your deck, or even by burning a card. If Eggwin's already gone off and you burn a minion, you're not losing that Eggwin buff off of that. So that's just something I want players to understand.
1: I actually wasn't uh, sure of that. So if you draw, if you're going to draw an Eggwin minion, say you had ten cards and it. And you burn that card you still It will still go to the next minion? Yeah Okay,
0: cool Good to know Yes, I am the burn mage Yes you are Well that was all the cards I wanted to hear about Specifically So I will leave it to you if you want to discuss Any of your matchups Or if you had any other points You wanted to make
1: Okay um, yeah, I mean, looking at my my game reports, I had a lot of losses, but I also had a lot of wins. Uh, I ended up, I feel like over the past two days, I really started to hone in on this deck a bit. I'm like two games from Legend, so that's nice. But it took a sec to kind of figure out how to pilot this deck, because it's... It's not very like linear. Like it it seemed like all the games that I was winning I were I was doing like the same things which as I talked about earlier, the cold case with the uh, weapon and the armor armor dude. And it just seems like that's like the most value you can get early on. So I mean, if you're doing that, you're doing pretty good. Uh I wouldn't say there's like one Hand do you want to keep? I would just say that your your cosmic keyboard and your cold case. Um, I even I even think location is very good to keep, no matter what, because you just you want to be making skeletons. Like that's that's a good way to chip them down in the early game is with your skeletons, and uh, even even keeping Eggwin is is not bad in the mall again because. Uh, playing her on curve is really good uh i'd be weary in the control priest matchup playing egwin just just know that they might silence it and that feels really bad but if they silence your egwin you just go for that vexless play do so. you recommend
0: to the listeners that they bolt their egwin in the control priest matchup I actually was like pondering that today
1: when I played it against the control priest, which they didn't end up. They just did the light it burns to it, so I was happy. But when I was playing it, I was like, do I just like kill this? Because they're probably going to silence it.
0: I think but you literally I might. Think I think, think you might do that so that you can wait till it hits a one drop and then go off. Because you're not going to. Against a 35 health control priest, you're probably not going to be able to go off with a five mana egg win and five bolts. Like you're. If they're above what, 25? But if you can save it for a one drop and then just hit him with like five bolts and two touches or six bolts and a touch, like I can see I can see <laughs> killing your own Eggwin with a bolt being the correct play.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, even if you can uh, if you're not if you're playing Eggwin like further further along and you have more mana, even like a bolt and a frozen touch like an infused frozen touch, and then you're not really losing very many bolts. If you double bolt it, like that's probably fine too, because there's so many bolts in the deck. But double bolt uh, what? Sorry.
0: Uh, double bolting your eggwin. Well, bolt deal. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I understand.
1: Yeah, I mean if you have if you have
0: if you're not mana stood uh, yeah. up.
1: Yeah, and if you have nine mana and happen to have two infused frozen touches, then you don't lose any bolts, but. It's probably it's not what you're doing, and if you're well, you would just or if doing that on nine turn nine mana. against a control priest. It's probably
0: not looking too good <laughs> for you, anyways. That makes sense,
1: but yeah the, the 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 cards that are nice to have in your mall again. To sum it up, I would say like Cosmic Keyboard, Cold Case, and Location. I think those are those are like safekeeps against any deck you're going against whether it be control or aggro. And Egwin is just like I mean, I I keep Egwin in all of my hands just cuz like I said playing her on curve is really really strong. But other than that, um I don't really think there's much else that you uh care about in the mulligan like if you end up with a suspicious alchemist that's fine if you get a um artificial uh is kind of not great to get in your mulligan because it's not really gonna do much until you're like either at turn four with a coin or turn five and like you can because i mean people kill that shit so quick like they just delete it I i don't know why he's like not that bad, but, yeah, people will delete him as soon as they see him. So you generally want to play him on the turn that you're playing a big spell to. So you, he doesn't get used – I mean, at least the way I was using him, he doesn't get used till later on in the game, and it's just a one cost. So having that just sitting in your hand for a while kind of sucks. But, um well, yeah. Oh, and contrary to what uh, – HS Replay says about Infinitize for the again. I'd say that's also not bad because turn 2 like if you don't have a cosmic keyboard then I feel like your next best turn 2 play is probably just Infinitize and find something that uh, progresses your, your game plan so not, not bad N- not something you'd look for
0: I would probably argue that I would always throw it away because I don't see a world where I'd ever want that. Like, I turn two, I'd want prismatic elemental if that's the kind of thing I'm doing because I'd at least have the body to fight for board. Right. Yeah. No. And it also reduces yeah, by like, one. Cosmic
1: keyboard and prismatic elemental are probably your best turn two plays, but Infinitize on two is not not terrible. Like I've I've had some games that I've won where that's my turn two play, and it. <laughs> It has it has helped me. I mean, like, like that's what I was saying about like the cold case. Like it's, if you find cold case and then you have a cold case for turn three, that's really strong. But it's, yeah, it's. I mean, that's if you find a cold case. I don't think there's really much else you'll find that's gonna really help you be more proactive. That's probably the best thing for being proactive is the cold case find off of that. So, I definitely agree with you, Private Merc, With you know having the prismatic elemental over the infinitize for sure
0: i can see what you mean whereas you wouldn't be depressed if you have to play that on turn two but it's definitely not something i'd ever keep in my mulligan right for sure Okay. well are you you ready to head into the uh the game section yeah let's get to it all right. Well, since since me and Wee Wee Man had to do kind of a wacky setup, we're on a phone call right now. We're gonna end the phone call now to avoid Hearthstone noise and phone call noise and our recording on our computers. So to avoid all of that and some of the messing up, we're gonna hang up the call now. We're gonna do recording as we normally do, and then we're gonna give each other a call back as soon as the game's over. So, best of luck to you, Wee Wee Man. Yes. Good luck to you, Previn Merc. Private Merc's point of view. Alright, so we're booting up Hearthstone. Time for some Relic Demon Hunter gameplay. We know what we want. If we get it, we'll be happy and wee Wee Man will be sad. If we don't get it, we'll be sad and wee Wee Man will be happy. So, let's just see what happens. Alright. We're matched up and it's time to go. I love these little Hearthstone advice tips. I wish they would, like, update those and give more useful advice, but... All right. So, we get our mulligan, and it looks like we are going second. And we have Photographer Fizzle, Silvermoon Arcanist, Relic of Phantasms, and Illidari Studies. There is no world we keep Fizzle. We don't really want Arcanist. So that leaves us with Relic of Phantasms and an Illidari Studies. Hmm i think we just keep the phantasms it's the worst of the three we'd rather see extinction we'd rather see dimensions but hey it's still we're still cooking so we throw those away okay we get back a relic of extinction a school teacher and a taste of chaos so not bad we have extinction and phantasms and we have school teacher and taste of chaos Wee wee man with his koi pond card back pondering his mulligan And still thinking through his options. He threw all three away. Okay, so he did a full mulligan. We kept one. We'll hit him with that, what would you ask of me? Got to give him that emo rockerana greeting. And looking through his cards. Does he have a turn one play? Turn one, suspicious alchemist. Nice. So, already up doing some... uh. Doing some fun. I do really like Suspicious Alchemist. A lot of, um, everyone gets to play, basically. It's a really, uh, fun card in the fact that you get to discover something, like, it could be something, you could pick the best choice or the second best choice to throw them off, and then your opponent gets to choose. So he has Snap Freeze, Infinitize, and Tear Reality. I'm gonna just take Snap Freeze because, okay, so it's not Tear Reality. So these are Snap Freeze or Infinitize. If he doesn't have another turn too, I could see him taking Infinitize, but I just really doubt it. So we're gonna take Snap Freeze. It was Infinitize, so he must not have another turn too, which is fine. We draw an Unleash Fell, And I think we just, hmm. We're just going to Taste of Chaos, that 1 3. We get offered Unleash Fell. All Fell breaks loose, Metamorphosis. We'll take an Unleash Fell there. And we go into turn 2. He's probably going to do that infinitize because he didn't have another turn 2 play unless he topped it. Or unless he just wanted to take the second best choice. He may have just been trying to throw me off. He Cosmic Keyboards, which could be not great for us. We draw another. Okay, so we've got three Unleash Fells in a row. And a relic of extinction, a relic of phantasms, and a school teacher. We'll hero power yet again, and we'll pass. Triple unleash fell is huge. This is going to give us some sustain, but we can't go forever. We do need to turn the corner at some point because the burn mage can get a hand that deals more than thirty, so we can't keep wee wee man at bay forever. So turn three, we've got five in hand. He's got that cosmic keyboard. We've got. Three Unleash Fell, an Extinction, a Phantasms, a Teacher, and a Coin. Do we coin out School Teacher on our next turn? It depends, I guess, but we might want to put something on the board. He hasn't locationed yet, so... He probably wants to Cold Case or volume up on four, so if we coin a School Teacher, it could make his, his uh, turn awkward. He infinitizes, so he tosses that away. He gets no finale, but he does get a 2-2 body, so it's not bad. His rope's almost out. He's really thinking this infinitize through. He must have some some decent choices here. He makes a 2-2, and he plays an arcane artificer. Oh, and we drew a relic vault. Wow, that's a really good draw. So we're going to go ahead and break that vault and just go ahead and uh relic of extinction and it full clears it hits them both once for one and hits them both once for two we're at 28 health so we're still pretty comfortable he probably cold cases here right so he volumes up and makes a four four that is pretty big because he makes a four four and he has a handful of spells now and he got to dupe one so not looking great for us to be honest Cause we gotta answer that four four with a our school teacher, which we'll go ahead. Or we can Pazic here. Ooh, we can Pazic. He has. We just top decked a Pazic, and he's got eight in hand, so he could do that horrible thing he talked about, where he could uh, burn a eggwin or burn a Vexilis. So we'll go ahead and Pazic. And he mills. Oh, he mills the suspicious alchemist. Could have been better for us, but it's not a bad one to mill, I guess. He polymorph jellyfishes our Pazic, which is very interesting. And he plays an arcane worm. And he hero powers our jellyfish. Goes face for four. So we can school teacher here. I think we're gonna, hmm. Think what we do here is we relic of fan, we just make a relic of phantasms board here, I think. Because we drew Taste of Chaos, so we can also get a finale Taste of Chaos off. And we find Chaos Strike, Deal with the Devil, and Immolation Aura. Um, it's between Chaos Strike and Deal with the Devil, So, because Deal with the Devil gives us even more healing. We probably take Chaos Strike. We need to start drawing things that we want, like Arcanist or something along those lines we got 2-3-3s, three, 2-4-4s, four, he's got a 4-4, a 1-2, and 10 cards in hand. Lucky for us, two of those 10 cards in hands are 3-3 three, three max. So, he might have to just play those at some point, because they're going to get kind of awkward to just be holding there. He can make a max of three skeletons and, like, just leave me with 2 four fours If he has a Deathborn, we'll have to see... Our hand's not fantastic. We got triple unleash fell, so once we probably go below like 20 or something, we might want to go ahead and heal. And. We got school teacher and chaos strike. Hmm. What's he thinking here? He goes ahead and. He's still thinking. He goes ahead and plays both of the audio bots, which is not a bad play. We're gonna hero power that 4 4 and just triple unleash fell and go face with our whole board so the triple unleash fell heals back to 29 he's at 13 and i got two three threes and two four fours (laughs) he plays a cosmic keyboard probably a cold case next right a solid alibi we don't mind trading into those solid alibis i wonder if the thing he volumed up was a solid alibi and he arc splitters do we school teacher or do we Okani? I think we'll go ahead and Okani, and I think we'll Okani for Minion, because he's definitely gonna probably think, uh, if I was him, I would think we're doing it for Spell. So we'll go ahead and Okani. I think we'll also play a school teacher here. And the school teacher finds us a Spectral Sight, a Predation, an Emulation Aura. I think we'll take the Predation to just try and kill him because the minion play here makes it so that he has to play a minion to counter that. He can't just, he either has to throw a minion away when he's thrown both mechs away, or he has to just kill this Okani with spells. So it puts him in a really awkward position. He goes ahead and arcane bolts my 4-4, makes a 1-1. I see what he's doing here. He arcane bolts my other 4-4, makes a 1-1, and then he's gonna Deathborn. It's a pretty big Deathborn. Hmm. School teacher could find us lethal because we have six on board, seven, eight with predation, nine with hero power. We find lethal off a of multi strike.
1: Weewee man's point of view. All right. So the burn mage relic demon hunter matchup. So we are going first. And we got a Volume Up, Infinitize, and Deathborn in our starting hand. I'm going to throw all of this away. Uh, volume Up, as I said on the show, isn't really something you want in your starting hand. If you end up getting it and don't get anything else, yeah, it's a fine thing to play on Curve, but it's not what you're looking for at all. Infinitize is also like decent, but I'm not really trying to keep it when I can get something better. And Deathborn isn't going to do really much for me in this matchup unless he makes a very like wide board early on, but most likely he's going to play more of a control style. Uh Like, he's probably going to play more controlly until he can make huge phantasms. I just don't think I'm going to be able to get much value off the deathborn in this game. So, we ended up drawing a volume up, Cosmic Keyboard, Suspicious Alchemist, and Solid Alibi. Um, So, I'm just going to do Suspicious Alchemist, turn one. And we get a few options here. We have Snap, Freeze, Infinitize, and Terran Reality. Or tear reality. Um, I think I'm just gonna take the infinitize, even though it's already in my deck. I don't know why I would want anything else. And private merc is probably going to pick the infinitize. I would I would think, cause he did not he did not. He probably thinks I'm dumb for doing that, cause. He's told me before. He's like, "Why why would you take the card that's already in your deck?" And I was like, "Cuz the other options weren't good." So, we taste of chaos on my suspicious alchemist. Okay, we drew a arcane artificer. I'm just going to play cosmic keyboard this turn and go face. <laughs> So right now we could well, we don't have much of a turn three. If we wanted to get the final effect on Infinitize, we could play that Arcane Artifacture uh into the Infinitize and get a 2 2 off of our weapon as well. Um it'll also help us See, I don't want. So we're at five cards currently. If I play the Artificer, we're at four, and then we'd be at six, and then seven when we go into our next turn, right? That put us back at five, that put us at six, and then we draw a card. Okay, so if I'm gonna wanna play this volume up on four, I think it'd be best to just throw this infinitize away. And our options are polymorph jellyfish, Vol- volcano mancy, and deal five, summon a random five cost. Um I think we take polymorph in the case that he makes a huge minion. That might be helpful down the line. I don't. I didn't see a reason in taking the other ones. Um, I also played the armor guy after I played the infinitize. Because we have another infinitize in our deck. And if we want to play this volume up, uh, we want to... Oh, shoot. He clears boards. So now I get no value off of that. It's okay, though. It's okay. So would that have... Oh, I think we actually would have been fine keeping the infinitize. But volume up just drew us our other infinitize. And we have the option of taking another infinitize, a deathborn, or a frozen touch. I'm going to take the frozen touch. Um, And we got the 4-4 off the weapon, and I will pass turn. So yeah, we definitely could have played the... Artificer first to get the two, two armor off of that spell, but I'm just terrible at math, apparently. Oh, and then he plays POSIX, so I might burn a card here. Hopefully it's not. Okay, we just burn a Suspicious Alchemist, so that's not too bad. So... Hmm. This is actually a good case where I can use Polymorph Jellyfish and let's see here maybe play a worm and then go ahead and hero power the jellyfish and then go face for four now we have three bodies out so if he clears we have two frozen touches in our hand that we can sling at his face which is pretty nice so he's activating his relic vault Summoning some big fat phantasms. Hmm. So, right now, we're looking at 14 damage on board. We're still at 30 life. We drew a arc splitter. And, I'm not so sure what to do in this case. We can't really have a big play with Deathborn, unfortunately. We do have a solid alibi, but I don't know if we want to use that just yet. So, let's see. He's going to have a turn six. I'm worried he's going to peel back to 30 after whatever I do, which is kind of scary. I just need to progress my game plan in some way. I think to make room in my hand for playing arc splitter and stuff I'm just gonna get rid of these stupid audio bots and I'm gonna go face and hope he doesn't have deathborn because if not we have a lot of bodies on board we can do some trading and maybe set up a nice deathborn play um, but we'll we'll see okay he's hitting that for three so I think he definitely has the unleash fell. He did not have unleash fell with Oh, he had the double unleash fell. Okay. He has three unleash fells. Neat. Okay. Um well man, that's really unfortunate. So I think we're gonna need to weapon. We just drew another weapon. I'm gonna solid alibi. And play an arc splitter too, I guess. Although this isn't looking very great for us. I'm kind of hoping I can get another solid alibi to play because there's no chance that we can stay alive without it. About to be down to 9 health, potentially 8 health. And he plays Ogani. Hmm. So, something's gonna get countered here. I have a feeling it's a spell. So, yeah, let's get that countered. Or no. So, I'm hitting his 4 4 Phantasms with two Arcane Bolts. It leaves me two Arcane Bolts in hand. And then I'm playing Deathborn to make five skeletons. And he has six damage on board, I'm at 11 health. So I could very well die here, but we'll see. I do have a cold case, so I'll be able to get some armor if I survive to the next turn. But I think he might've just lethaled me. Let's see, three damage? Only to two? Oh, and then Noggling with Predation, okay. How unfortunate
0: hello wee wee man hello good game good game the triple unleash fell was brutal yeah that's
1: that was really cool I also like didn't have like anything good
0: I got really scared like, I literally to be threw I, away
1: a volume up in my starting hand and then I just got another one so that was I really honestly cool. when
0: I saw you weapon volume up on four and I was sitting looking at my school teacher. I didn't have, like, any Relic of Dimensions or anything. I was like, he just drew four spells and made a 4-4, and I'm about to make a 4-4. I felt like at that point in the game I was in a horrible position, but um, the, the, the triple Unleash fell really, really, really swung things back in my favor.
1: Yeah, and then there was just no way I could kill your Phantasms.
0: Yeah, because they were that a 3 really 3 and a 4 important. 4. And I picked Minion there on the Okani, because just to make things awkward, I made it so well. Either you had to throw a Minion away, or you had to just double bolt the Okani. And I don't think there's a world where you double bolt the Okani, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of glad it was a Minion, because I was thinking I would only get to play one bolt that turn when I did Deathborn but it didn't matter anyways. That's so awful.
0: It was close though. I'm sure your hand was I mean, you had 10 cards in hand. I'm sure that you were <laughs> getting close to that just random 30 damage. So
1: No, I was not excited to use the bolts like it would have mm. taken even longer. I needed I needed another solid alibi. That was the what only way dupe? I would have won. What did you
0: do? Once you dupe off the volume up. What did I what? What'd you duplicate off the volume up?
1: Um, I think a frozen touch.
0: I see. Could you have made another solid alibi?
1: I don't think I drew any off that solid alibi was in my starting hand.
0: I see. Either way, that was yeah. a definitely a good game. I definitely thought this was going to be the first one where you you beat me because when I saw that turn four mega four four have eight cards in your hand, I was like, "This is literally because I didn't have my Relic of Dimensions or anything." I was like, "This is a recipe for disaster." I felt very, very, very scared. So, yeah,
1: no, I mean, it just goes to show, like, that's how all my games on ladder have been. Like, volume up, even with the like, it's it's like fine, but it's like not good. Like you are way better off if you can play cold case on turn four that definitely makes sense you'd
0: rather make the because you would have had two two twos and a four four and then my triple unleash fell wouldn't have even i mean that would have been turn four you would have chipped me down for like eight and then another eight before i was even able to clear and that's if i mean if you had gotten that eight and then another eight and i would have had to wait till turn six because i want the healing you might have just been straight up able to kill me from your hand so yeah yeah
1: no that's that's definitely why i don't ever any game where i've had like volume up as my turn four play it's generally like not been in my favor because i mean yeah it's nice getting all those cards in your hand but like like you're not really doing anything like if you have the weapon then you make a four four but most decks can easily just clear your four four and it doesn't mean anything yeah, four right. mana,
0: draw four spells, make a four four. Is do not get me wrong, that is that is very strong. Like right. you're drawing four cards that are in your deck for four mana and making a four four. Like that is that is very strong. But but if you think about it, like
1: how long it takes to get to that point, it's like almost like you really. What, it's turn like you're four?
0: not doing
1: enough. I feel like. I mean, I feel like, like at least by that
0: point, since I was a relic DH and I made two three threes threes and two 4s four because I knew we'd reach the point where you can't deathborn those. I feel like that was the only thing that made that play bad. I feel like if you were against a control priest or against a blood DK, like drawing four, the only reason it didn't end up working out was because I had pressure on the board. But I feel like against control, relic, blood DK, and control priest, it's very very rare that the control deck would have the board over the burn mage that early.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's against, like, any deck that's making things early on for, for burn mage. Having the cold case play is so much better. because I feel like it's, like, a catch-up. Like, it, it helps you, like, catch up to where you want to be. Whereas volume up is just kind of, like, just giving you more cards in your hand which is fine but i definitely see it being a catch-up too playing against what was that
0: i was just saying i definitely see it being a catch-up too because the card is literally like hey make a board like they have a board and also heal some of that damage they did to you (laughs) so
1: yeah exactly yeah it's 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 so nice like those are the games i win because it's so it's just so powerful like you're not really doing anything on board except playing one threes and maybe a one two or something, or playing your weapon, so you're you're you get behind in most games and that turn, especially if you have the weapon and the armor guy, you're like, yeah, that just brings you back into the game completely but yeah against like you how you had that like board early on and all I had was like the
0: volume up it was just kind of like yeah I remember when cold case first got announced people were like this card is bad and like honestly like when you're looking at it it doesn't look it doesn't look incredibly strong like it's like four mana make two two twos and gain four like it's not it's like like two two twos I don't know it doesn't it doesn't like come off when you look at it or read it, it doesn't come off as incredibly strong, but in combination with the weapon and just, like, the death rattles on the skeletons, that turns up that that's one of the best cards in that entire deck, and it is really strong. It's just, maybe it's just me, but I just, like, just looking at it, it doesn't seem like it's that good, but I even though I know it is.
1: Right. Yeah, no, it, it and, like, the, the skeletons, I mean, they're just, they explode and deal, too. Like, that's... It's like, I don't know, it's so good for, for any aggro matchup, because you can just get a lot of stuff cleared. Like, there's not very many ways to deal with boards with this deck, so it's like your skeletons are your main way, and, you know, Deathborn too, but that's just dealing two damage, so you really, really want to have those skeletons. Because even if those skeletons can just do a little bit of damage here and there, to their minions and make them have two health, then that sets you up for a nice Deathborn play.
0: Well, we're beginning to we're beginning to ramble on the art of skeletons, so I'm gonna I'm gonna steer us back on track. Um, good game though, that was a very good game. I was sh- shaking in my very boots. Good game. Um, but so we're getting we're getting to the end of the show. This is the part where we would normally select our decks for next week. But and I was thinking that with the mini set launching in a few days that it might be better for us to refrain to hold back from selecting a deck and find out just try out one of the new decks with some of the new legendaries or some of the new cards and come back to you guys once one of those is figured out next week Um, because we can't really obviously select one of those right now and i think it would be much more beneficial and much more interesting content and i'm sure you guys would mu- be much more interested to hear about the fun new cards and how they're being used and either hopefully entirely new decks or upgrades to current meta decks so that's where i'm kind of thinking we should land for the week any thoughts on that wee wee man yeah i think i think that should
1: be good do you you might have already said what when's the um, do, do we have a date for the release
0: yeah, it's tomorrow
1: Tomorrow? Okay, yeah, that should be fine um, I was just, you know, as long as we have enough time to get get games in
0: Yep, it's Tuesday the 30th, I believe So
1: Sweet, yeah, I mean, and this episode is due to release Tuesday, so that's perfect So yeah, it'll be a mystery for you guys, but uh, I mean, it's currently we, a
0: mystery for both of us as well
1: <laughs> Right, right, yeah but uh, we'll definitely make a post on our Twitters uh, to let you know what we're playing for this week. We'll put our deck lists up there.
0: Yeah, and please follow us at uh at, at WeWeMan. Follow us on uh, Twitter. Uh, follow Matchup Mashup on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, connect with us on social media give us any feedback please let us know anything that uh, you would like to hear us more Any hear us do more anything that maybe we're doing wrong anything any feedback you guys have this show is for you guys show is to inform to entertain and uh, anything we can do better to make this a better show for you guys we'd love to do so uh, yeah just give us a shout
1: I agree and I'm excited too for once we have a bit more people like following the show, we can start taking like polls for what decks people want to see. and I'm very
0: excited for that um, as well.
1: Yeah, because it's like at that point then we' we're, we're you know we, we know we're playing decks that people actually want to hear about, which I'm, I feel like we've done a good job at picking some pretty popular decks but
0: yeah and then yeah, i can finally exciting. i can finally blame someone else other than myself when i hate my deck for the week like i can blame our listeners and i don't have to be mad at myself so <laughs> hey, but aren't you so
1: glad you drew that relic vault though in our game does that just make you yeah so i mean nasty? i still didn't
0: have dimensions which is the card that makes the deck work but i was somehow able to i was able to win it with just the bodies so it was it was it was good it was good i'm glad i drew it you notice that i did draw it though i did not have it to just slam on turn two right But yes, uh, pretty good, pretty good draw. Pretty good draw. All right. Well, that about wraps things up. So uh, until next time, guys, thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.